Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud. Proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. We interviewed Rachel a couple weeks ago. Sorry about that. I think my mic was off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, right here on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we have MJ. MJ says, welcome to the shit list roundup. Hashtag fuck em army. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody here. Uh, we, have, we have a special guest for you today. Um, we wanted to bring her back because we wanted to talk to Rachel Bittacoffer about strategic outrage and how the Democrats can win the 20... 20- 22 midterms and what that looks like what is that strategic outrage how do you point that in the right direction how do you how do you put that arrow in the bow and aim it at the target so we got to do that today and we also are going to go through the shit list roundup later on in the day we might have gabe joining us all you gabe fans out there uh, i'm not sure if he's going to be joining us today but it is possible he might join us for the shit list roundup maybe we'll round up the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends with Gabe. There's a, there's some things trending. Um, people are comparing Willie Nelson to Kid Rock. I don't know what kind of fucking comparison that is. I mean, does anyone even remember what the fuck a Kid Rock song is? Does anyone? Anyone know even the title of a Kid Rock song? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's one or two in there. You know, the one-hit wonder over there. Um, I guess he's got a new song called uh, Let's Go Brandon. This is really fucking stupid. This is really fucking stupid. They just can't quit with this stupid ass shit. Um, you, you know, they, they they rail on Joe Biden for leaning into the mic and calling Douchey a stupid son of a bitch the other day. And here is Kid Rock. They're all cheering him. Oh, he's got a song. Fuck Joe Biden. I mean, it, it just it, it, there are parodies of in and of themselves. I mean, we have Tucker Carlson talking about how how M&Ms are transitioning from high heels to to tennis shoes. What the fuck? I had to do I had to do 20 minutes yesterday on this shit how Tucker Carlson gets boners over M&Ms. Why in the hell do we have to talk about this shit in this country? We got real shit to take care of like voting rights and stuff. And you people got us distracted. We got to, we got a war going to happen uh, in Ukraine. The entire Republican party is on Putin's side. Of course they are. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they want want to be on the autocrat side? That that makes perfect fucking sense in this timeline. How the fuck did we get here? Well, we'll find out. Maybe Rachel will give us some insight here when we bring her in. But I want to make a few announcements again. You guys know that we're on every single weekday now. Two hours every single weekday. Noon Eastern, 11 Central. We're going to beat the hell out of this microphone. We're going to yell and scream. We're going to cuss. Fuck them. 
because we need to go after this thing. 2022 is important. But but the news is, is that we don't have a Wednesday afternoon show now. Now that the podcast is on every single weekday, we move the time permanently to noon Eastern, 11 Central. So it'll be, it'll be right here every single weekday. So go to the YouTube channel, whatever it is that the hell I'm supposed to say about subscribing to the YouTube channel. You know, click this, click that, uh, hit subscribe, hit the bell note, whatever I'm supposed to say to make sure that you see the show. Go do that. Whatever that is, go do that. And we'll be good. Whatever the YouTubers say. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And if you're on Twitch, go follow us on Twitch. Don't uh, don't discount Twitch. I think it's good. People say it's glitchy, but, you know, what What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a bunch of gamers over there. But, you know, we, we can work through this. Also, follow us on Twitter. I don't know if you guys went and uh, voted for the Bonehead of the Week poll. We got the Bonehead of the Week poll up uh, on at Tony Michaels pod. So go follow us over there. Also, follow at the Tony Michaels and at I am Gabe Sanchez. Uh, you follow us over there. You have to because you got to participate in the Bonehead of the Week poll. And the reason why is because every Friday in the second hour of the show, we're going to do the Bonehead of the Week. We're going to break down who the Bonehead of the Week is. And apparently, it looks like this week's poll, Don Tr- Donald Trump Jr. is winning, which if you put him on a Bonehead of the Week poll, I mean, God, that's that's some stiff-ass competition, isn't it? I mean, I'm just saying. He, he The Booger Sugar videos that he puts out, come on. This is this is not this is not hard. Uh, Yoda says, "Morning, morning, fuckers and fuckettes. Good morning, Yoda. Nice to see you here. Nice to see everyone here. All right, let's let's go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have Rachel. Don't don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels podcast." I've always wanted to learn a new language, but whenever I try, it never sticks. So when Babbel made a MAGA edition, I knew I had to give it a try. Babbel MAGA edition makes it really easy to learn. And there's lots of lessons to choose from, like subtly racist to full-blown white supremacist. The first lesson began with learning simple phrases. And soon, I was putting those words and phrases into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete. And they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words that I'm struggling with. I chose Babbel MAGA edition because it's created by smart white people like me and now i can't wait to explore meet new friends and use my new maga skills with my in-laws all lives matter fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them fuck them we're back to the tony michaels podcast welcome 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 back to the show thanks for sticking around Thanks for hanging out. Uh, MJ likes the uh, Babel commercial. Everyone likes the Babel commercial. These alpha cucks out there. These alpha cucks just can't handle it. Thanks for joining us. We have Rachel Bitcoffer. Rachel, hey, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, man. What a what an entertaining show you put on, Tony. Oh, well, the you audience know, appreciates that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I I I try I try to make them laugh. I try to fire them up. You know, yeah, we got to do some stuff over here. We get we ain't got time to waste, which yeah, is sure. which is why I wanted to bring you on. We've been trying to work this to where you come on um, for the last couple weeks. Maybe you should come on like every week and give us an update of what's going on out there because you're 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 watching these polls. You're watching some of these things that are happening inside. Um, these races and stuff. And I've been talking about strategic outrage here on the show. 
we kind of, I don't know, I guess, I guess you coined the phrase on the interview that we had a couple weeks ago, which if people want to go watch that interview, it is on YouTube. Uh, you should go check it out because uh, not, not only did we play trivia, but um, we, you kind of break down, especially in the second half after the trivia, this strategic outrage. So tell us, where are we at on this strategic outrage? Where, where, where are we headed here for 2022? What do we need to accomplish with this, with this strategic outrage? Yeah. So, you know, just to, to recap with everyone, right, we're talking about how we're going to go head to head with with a party that's declared open war. Right? I mean, it's a it's a war that's been declared on us. We have no choice but to fight it. We can choose not to fight it and do the appeasement route that worked out great for the UK. Right. So we're not going to do that. We're, we are going um, balls to the wall and we're getting people into this concept of, hey, maybe maybe we should try some of these techniques that Republicans use because believe it or not, we're all competing in, in the, in the conversion pool for swing voters. So if fear, outrage, disemboe, you know, an emotion is working over there, I'm pretty sure we can get people uh, motivated using similar uh, techniques, getting people to think about a few things and get really pissed off about them. That is strategic outrage in a nutshell. Right. Uh, mountain making mo mountains out of molehills about s something like CRT. Right. They, you know, they, they turn this. I mean, we had people fucking dying all over the state of Virginia mm -hmm. <laughs> who were listening to Republicans. Right. Oh, don't worry about it. it's just the flu. Don't get a vaccine. You're a pussy if you do. Right. 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 And, and like, yeah, we let that fucking campaign close out on race in schools. Jesus, you know, so strategic outrage is about directing our angst. To the proper channel, the Republican Party, and then putting all of this angst to use to maybe save democracy. Because one of the things that we're facing in this midterm is a, a purposely strategically deflated Democratic base. It was strategically deflated by the GOP's obstruction strategy. The purpose of that strategy was to keep Joe Biden from giving you the shit that you want so that you would stay home in 22 and they can take over the government. Uh, so, uh, you know, don't let them win fucking twice. Right. Not only do you not have your child care, but you also, you know, are going to hand Congress back to a Republican Party that's engaged in, in a massive, you know, you know, dismantle the rule of law. I say well, fuck Right. Fuck them. Well, you know, right. Well, you know, I've been talking about this a lot on the show and even in Twitter spaces is that we have to stay pissed. We have to go fucking vote. And and when I say go fuck, you know, because everyone says stay pissed. Well, it's not just enough to stay pissed. You have to go fucking vote. But when I say that, I mean, go get engaged. I don't yeah. just mean mark a ballot. Um, go fucking vote means that uh, it's contacting your 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 county party. Google it. Google the county that you're in. Go engage with them. Engage, engage however you can with the candidates, wherever you can go to get engaged. But more importantly, more importantly, Democrats have to stop being scared of politics and government. I've been saying this for a long time, a long time that politics and government are two separate things. Republicans have understood this for decades. Like they know that government is one thing. Politics and the noise is a completely separate thing. And the politics enables you to be the government. Like, Without politics, you can't be a government and you cannot govern. You can't do the things to legislate and administrate policies that you want to have. Joe Biden can yell and scream all day long. Right. But if he doesn't have a Senate or a House that will pass anything, absolutely anything. Well, he's completely fucked. What is he going to do? I mean, he has he has the power of executive orders, but that's not, just not enough for what people want. That's kind of like the cancel student debt argument. 
but we can't get in the weeds with every single one of these line items on the bill. We have to stay focused. And this is what they've always done is stay focused on the, the task at hand to get, to get to where we can govern. Once we can govern, we can do all those line item things and Democrats can find out the details, rather minimum wages, X amount of dollars, rather uh, you start school at three, you start school at four, rather uh, what kind of college debt is eliminated. You know, we can have all those conversations, but we cannot have them if you have, uh, I don't know, like Steve Bannon, a speaker of the house, like you're not going to have those fucking conversations if fascists take over this country. Right. Yeah. And what really pisses me off, Tony, I mean, you know, in, in so far as like there are external and, and internal like things. Right. And the external shit is one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But internally, I mean, you if you're the Biden team, like there is no political benefit to you to pretend that you're governing in normal circumstances, okay? And right. that's where they where they totally fucked up. They should have come out of the out of the uh, inaugural and said, "Look, this is. I mean, I know what we talked about on the stump, but this. I mean, look at what almost just happened. We almost just lost American democracy. We don't have an honest opposition. You cannot craft fucking public policy in the United States of America." with one party unless you seize power and consolidate it and turn it into an autocracy because our system is designed in such a way to buy purposely bifurcate policy into at least two factions, two parties. And, you know, it's not a parliamentary system. So you don't get the coalitional stuff going. We, we've got, you know, we've got institutional constraints here, guys. And if we want policy, we got to make it really fucking clear. The reason you have you you see an earth that's on fire isn't because of the goddamn Democrats, okay? It's not Joe Manchin. It's right. fucking the Republican Party. They killed the earth. Then when they got busted and it was clear that they that the climate change was occurring, they made a hoax about it. They paid tobacco lobbyists to create an entire fucking hoax about climate change. Right. And now they're obstructing climate legislation. Joe, I mean, Manchin's- Well, to own the libs, right? To own the libs. This is this is yeah. crazy because almost everything that we're seeing, even, even down to just this week with Ukraine and Russia, I mean, they're absolutely 100% all in with Putin, which is- fucking just flabbergasting that one of our 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 fucking major parties in this country is putting their weight behind putin to own the libs or some fucking shit like what the fuck are you people talking about do you want america in general like i know we you want to fight about guns and abortion and shit but like his goal his goal is to tear down democracy and i think that's the realization that we need to come to is that there's a certain percentage of the population in this country that have been absolutely convinced that democracy doesn't work, and that's why they want autocracy. That's why they've seen the golden calf in Trump. And, I mean, they've kind of abandoned him a little bit, but not the idea of him, right? Like, there's so many of these fucks waiting in the wing to be the next Trump. Uh, DeSantis and some of these others, really, he's he's probably up there right now as the top until he probably fucks up and steps on Trump's toes or who knows what. Oh, no, happen. they're going to battle it out, dude. I mean, that's some good shit right there, right? If you really want to get into like some good, like, uh, you know, war strategy, the, the fight in Florida right now, guys, I mean, that is good shit because you've got to have some massive paranoia coming in. Like, is DeSantis actively working against Trump for that nomination? Is Trump working against DeSantis? They don't trust each other. They're both skeezy assholes. So they're no doubt undercutting (laughs) each other. The whisper campaign within the country club set must be fantastic in that regard. And, uh, you know, it's probably the only thing we have going for us is that we've got two 
uh, you know, uh, aspiring autocrats who want to compete for that party mantle right now. And that at least keeps them a little distracted on infighting. Well, right. And and I think I think we could use that as a strategic outrage is to keep them fucking killing each other because they do that so well with us. Right. They're like, oh, well, are you going to have minimum wage at 15 or 18 dollars an hour? Democrats fight for like four, four fucking months over three dollars <laughs> while they destroy every fucking uh, <laughs> legislator and every piece of government that they possibly can. This and we're right. like, oh, what? We turn around. Look, what happened? We were arguing about minimum wage and they took away all this other shit. They took away l- women's liberty in Mississippi and Texas. And oh, like, shit. Jesus Christ, if, if we can actually put wedges in between these assholes. Um, that's part of the strategic outrage, too. So it's not just about getting Democrats elected. It's about letting the shit sandwich eat the shit sandwich, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. The more that we're talking. I mean, every day we got to be talking about them, dude. And, and I get hit with this shit all the time because of the data science component of my, my uh, you know, my uh, resume. So like, oh, well, you know, look at this. You got, you know, the culture war stuff is pushing people away. Yeah. Okay. Well, number one, there's like five fucking Democrats that want to defund the police in total. Like, right. I mean, rank and right. file, <laughs> like, right. Right? like across the fucking, so it's a made up, it's still a made up controversy, right? And right. you cannot control the other fucking side. So you can tell, I mean, it's not like Jamie Harrison in South Carolina or um, Doug Jones in Alabama ran, like they held those positions, right? right? What mattered was the illusion the GOP created. Here we've got the best goddamn clay you could ever fucking hope to work with because these people are certifiably nuts. They're stupid as fuck. And and even worse, they're all criminals, right? <laughs> You're right, right, right. They're they're all having to go into the January sixth select committee and 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 plea the fifth so they don't self incriminate themselves on federal sedition charges and be tied in with these fucking proud boys. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, yes, and we've got the whole like Democratic campaign. Like world is like hand wringing. Oh my, what do we do about the narrative with the pandemic? Oh my, what do we do about like the five crazy fucking people in the Democratic Party? I'm like, dude, maybe you should point out. <laughs> right, 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 right. Maybe we should point out that like their fucking crazy people are in charge of the party and this is what they want to do to you. Right, right, right. Right. Like this is what they want to do to you, not to some nameless, faceless, brown skinned person that they don't give a fuck about or, you know, whatever. Right. This is what you is going to happen to you under this GOP autocracy, because if you're trying to persuade these, you know, these myopic white swing suburbanites that got afraid of their kids learning about Toni Morrison in school, you got (laughs) to fucking hit them where they are. You can't hit them where you want them to be. I want them to be persuadable. By, you know, hey, we should not steal the right to vote from um, people of color. But unfortunately, that's not how these people think. And that's not how anyone really thinks. I mean, not to harp on white white people. Human psychology. Almost 90% of us is self-interested, right? right like, right. you got to fucking dig, deal with that self-interest component. And there's absolutely not one thing in the autocratic GOP plan that doesn't impact every family, working class, middle class, you know, giant middle class, rich middle class and up because it comes right into your fucking house and it turns your kids into breakfast narcs as we talk. Oh, I love the breakfast. I love the breakfast narcs. I love I mean, that's what they're doing in Virginia, right? Here's a tip line. Right. Right. 
I mean, it's, 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 like it's served up on a platter for Democrats, right? I mean, there's all, literally all... nothing they can attack us for, Tony. That I, I always sit there and say, God, I have, I don't need anything else. Some reporter asked me, do they need to, you know, overturn Roe? I'm like, no, dude. Did they have to come and overturn the Second Amendment to make a gun, you know, gun rights ideological fucking interest group rich movement right. to do electoral politics? No, they just pretended it was gonna happen. Right, right. Well, they still pretend. <laughs> They still pretend there's <laughs> Joe Biden's still going to take their guns after Obama took them for eight years. Right. I mean, this is all nonsense. It's always nonsense with them. That's why they love Trump. It's because he played to the house of cards more than anyone could ever imagine. That's why they, they got so infatuated with him is because he really was willing to go all in on every fucking lie they've ever fucking told. That's like true. And, and not only not only going all in, but he was willing to build the entire party, the entire administration, the entire country around all these fucking lies. Because, you know, before that, Republicans would only go up to a certain point, right? Like, they always thin-veiled their fascism with, with conservatism. And when it was Obama, it was the Tea Party, and yep. we don't want debts and all this fucking bullshit. It's all fascism. Like, uh, you know, I harp on Liz Cheney here. Everyone's like, oh, she's going to save democracy. I'm like, that's fine. Don't take the shovel out of her hand when she's digging Trumpism's grave. I'm good with that. But we need to watch and make sure she doesn't turn that shovel around on us because she wants her party back so that she can sell the thin veil fascism through conservatism again, because she sees where this road is headed, where Democrats like you and strategists like you are going to take advantage of the wackadoos out there having control of their messaging in their party, like Matt, Matt Gatz and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Jesus Christ, Matt Gatz is is being federally investigated for fucking sef, sex trafficking minors and their party's like yeah sure he's on committees yeah sure yeah. he can question the FBI yeah sure we want him in charge of messaging that's a good idea let's put the let's put the fucking chomo in in charge of fucking messaging let's do that that's what they're doing and yeah. i can't even i can't even fucking understand how democrats on the hill or anyone else out there really is so focused on each line item issue in the Build Back Better, which don't even get me started on how ridiculous um, the messaging is around Build Back Better. Why we didn't just call it an education bill and start there and let the Republicans fight out all the shit that's in it, right? Try to tell the American people why they don't want all the shit that they want that's in it. Just call it an education bill, but that's neither here nor there. But it just, it's so frustrating that not only the, like we were talking about the people on the Hill or the Democratic machine, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's not only that it's 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 we got to get to the minds and to the hearts of these voters and get them to understand that, like you said, do you want your family to turn into breakfast narcs? Is that what you want? Do you want them to go down this road where you're you're looking around the corner, looking around your shoulder? Because that's what happens in authoritarianism. They don't they don't just control sorts of things. They control all of it. And that's the whole point of it. That's why they want to seize power so centrally. They are not the majority in this country of ideology. I don't believe that. Do you believe that? Oh, yo, I mean, here we know what we we know, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, here we know two ways, right? We ask people, are you, you know, what's your ideology? And they self-report it. And almost, you know, ever in the Democratic side, especially, modal answer is moderate. Republican Party modal answer is conservative. So there you go. Right. There's ideology difference there and asymmetry. Um, and number two, 
Republicans are much more much more proud to say, fuck yeah, I'm very conservative. Okay. And and liberals actually have doubled the amount because like polarization is asymmetrical. It's way worse on the right, but it is there's things that move on the left, okay? And we've seen a doubling of the number of people who are willing to say I'm very liberal in the last decade in that data. Okay. So like there is like a backlash or a like a, you know. The, they, they move, we move effect going on. But generally speaking, most people don't have an ideology because they don't give a fuck. And that's right. what you need to have an ideology, right? The swing voters, like this big focus group, Frank Lutz just put out today, right? Like that, I mean, I don't even need to hold a fucking focus group to tell you the results of that focus group. Uh, and it's going to be, you can see this in the data. And that's why, you know, having voter file data is so powerful. Independents are the people that are most likely to recede their turnout in this midterm they of all the people who collapse turnout in order independents democrats and then republicans republicans don't collapse turnout not because they're smarter or richer or better people than us guys it's because they have a better electoral system and it makes sure that their coalition end of that system is always well invested and well built out ours is completely haphazard and only now coming onto line in any regard when you look at the virgin or georgia senate races so um you know they have a better system they're getting better outcomes they're so they're overrepresented in terms of power because especially these off-year elections which is why tony and i keep talking about outrage right you got to stay fucking pissed and be pissed at the right people which is not goddamn joe biden who's governing right. in an extraordinary time against opposition that has no incentive to make policy they and getting more shit power. done than you could ever imagine in the situation that he's in with only the 50 votes in the senate which is you know, because he's not going to get help from republicans here because their goal in 2022 is to make him look like he's feeble old and he can't he can't do government right like that's the whole point and democrats are the only ones that can actually fucking govern like in, in the modern history the only the, yep. the only fucking party that has ever came into government and and american people have been better off while and after they have been in power is the fucking democrats and the reason why it's really simple it's not hard to understand they actually want to do policy and they want to govern so if policy is what you want if you want you know this policy that policy you want this shit to change you really you really need to look at deep down inside you and say well is is an authoritarian type party who wants one person in charge who wants a dictator possibly to have a fascist state or do you want people who are pro-democracy or who are willing to actually do the hard because it's fucking hard work it ain't easy to do policy it is not because no. we do not fucking agree and, and, you know, everyone says that's a downfall to the Democratic Party, that all oh, their coalition is made up of so many different people. I'm like, that's the good part. Like, what are you talking about? We're <laughs> we're we're fucking huge. No Our doubt. coalition is fucking huge. We could bury these people in mountains of votes every single election if we just had the strategic outrage. We just stayed pissed every single fucking cycle and we go fucking vote because, frankly, at this point, Democrats are the only ones that deliver in this country for democracy and Republicans want to destroy democracy. So what is your choice? I guess that's where I fall on it. No shit. And let me just tell you one more thing too. Like there's this perception and people read political science literature. We write literature in poli sci that goes into journals and is peer reviewed to be kind of absolutist 
ish about its findings. So people say, okay, well, the Republicans have an ideological coalition and they're rallied around ideology and Democrats are group, group interested. And I'm, I'm, of course, I'm the person who teaches you that, right? <laughs> right. Like, that's fucking true, guys. But that doesn't mean that Democrats have no ideology and, and Republicans have no factionalism. What Republicans did after the Tea Party took over, now granted, like some of this rolls into like those people seizing control of the party, is that they just decided, you know, at, at some point, point just gonna lay it all out and be like fuck policy right? right we are organized to keep you safe from democrats that is our coalition right so like all the coalitions of republican politics might care about shit but the thing they care about above every fucking thing else is killing us right own right? own the libs own the libs well i mean yes. it's been it's been it's become their entire uh political identity yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. and that, no... but, we ha- but listen, Tony, we can bitch about that, right? I mean, right. It's so, so like, I want to be fucking really clear about something because I took on dissertation on polarization because I committed, I feel all the feels that people feel on the left about this shit, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to be really clear about that. But at the end of the day, guys, when your other, the other system is going to hit us, right? Um, you know, in the local paper here for the competitive race here in Oregon for, what did the GOP nominee who ran last time say? He said, I don't give a shit who the, who the nominee is. It could be moderate, more moderate, progressive Val Hoyle, or it could be someone from the far left. doesn't right. matter because I'm going to brand them all the same. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. going to make them own their shitty party. That's literally what the quote says, right? right? right. That's branding, and that is what I am arguing we need to be doing. And if we are failing to fill that atmosphere, if we're defending shit, if we're explaining shit, or like, oh, no, well, we don't really feel like that or the policy doesn't really do that we're gonna fucking lose okay so like let's separate the policy argument the inclination to get on tv and give substantive deep like really like sincere answers because we have to fucking win we have to win so get right. on there and when they ask you about failing build back better then you you bring up repeal and replace right pivot and attack right, right? right. talk about right. fucking failures they ran on right. for a decade, dude. Right, and Are still couldn't get it done. Couldn't like get it done. Ask, if I'm Joe Biden, I'll be like, you want to ask me about Build Back Better after I pass, you know, blah, 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 when these motherfuckers can't even repeal and replace Obamacare when they've made it their entire fucking platform for a decade, right. dude. Well, shit, they, de- not, they not only tried to repeal and replace, <laughs> they tried to destroy it through the Supreme Court. They tried no, to destroy did. it with executive orders. They undermined I mean, they it and caused people to die. We've never fucking right. sent a check for that. All I'm right. saying, Tony, is it's time to send some fucking checks. <laughs> it's, t- it's, it's time to cash in huh? on yeah, the bonds that we have. It's time to ask, ask them to pay some fucking bills. We don't have to worry about what they're going to do next. They've done enough, guys. And they made Benghazi the key issue of an election cycle four fucking years after the event. Okay? Mm-hmm. It happened in 2012. Right. <laughs> uh, we have we have some comments here that I want to show you. Um, Yoda says, oh, my God, Rachel Bittekoffer. I am fangirling out. Oh, now, so uh, and MJ says, hi, Rachel. Um, I want Rachel, Saki, politics girl and Porter to run the world. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's get, that let's get, you. let's get Rachel and, and Katie Porter's whiteboard together and let's see, <laughs> let's see how they fucking like that shit. I'm just gonna write pivot and attack. Right, pivot and attack. So, so we do have, we do have one, uh, uh, kind of a question here. We need to get, uh, to reach out to younger generations, millennials and Gen Z. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing, like 
that's one thing that they never do. Like they don't ever divide up their electorate. Like, oh, well, we need to reach out to older folks. We need to reach out. Like they're just like, no, we're going to reach out to everyone. And we're going to try to, we're going to try to get them to believe in the shit we believe. And like you said, we're going to get them to own the libtards, right? Like that's their whole thing. We don't, we, we can reach out to millennials. We can reach out to Gen Z, but it doesn't have to be like a focused, it just can be strategic outrage throughout the whole freaking map. We can stay pissed. We can go vote. And we can make sure that our message speaks to all Americans, not just one, not just this one. You know, I think that sometimes when they have the challenges, you know, they're they're dancing around these issues um, and trying to figure out the exact line item in the bill that they're going to support when they get, become Congress. Well, shit, go be a member of Congress first and then sort out the fucking line item that you want in the bill for your constituents. And Republicans do because they don't have a policy. They don't no. have any. Po- what do they fucking run on? What is it? Taking Dude. away people's liberty? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, they don't have fucking policies. I mean, repeal and replace, right? They could never do that. They had never had a plan because the Obamacare package, the ACA, is their fucking like right it is their bill right it's their right? bill like we forgot that like it's been so many years that we forget that mitt romney mitt romney with the help of ted kennedy passed that bill in massachusetts and then they're oh, like shit. obama's like copy fucking paste that's what i'm saying why couldn't obama just once have been like bitch it's your bill <laughs> <laughs> right? well well if you go back if you go back as far as the 2008 campaign between john mccain and and uh, barack obama Really, if you look at the ACA and you compare it to what those two candidates were campaigning on, that fucking ACA plan looks more like what the hell John McCain was talking about than what the fuck Obama was talking about during the campaign. It looks way more like what because it's their plan. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, this is literally like a private sector. I mean, it's the I mean, actually, you know what? It's not the best for health options. It's better than the the previous system. Right. Right. But at the end of the fucking day, like there's no uh, there's no way to do health care reform that's more private sector friendly. Right. Right. And we killed, and, we lost the messaging on that. You should have seen the, I'm not going to tell you guys who this was, but it was, you know, it was a pretty important person with a lot of like influencer top down framing ability. And, you know, I, I suggested, I was like, why didn't you guys just run on Obamacare? It fucking insured 30 million people and then they didn't die. Right. So just find a couple that didn't die and make some ads. <laughs> <laughs> and like it had never fucking occurred to them like oh, oh if they yeah. run against obamacare and pick out the fucking website to harp on and right. then we get defensive then we lose right right I mean, because we're fighting kidding. we're fighting in the space of the website sucks and that has nothing to do with the bill right no like, doubt and like they and then they go and they figure out like eventually over time and, and it's just so painful to be me right so like they figure out over time finally oh Turns out when you ask people about the individual components, they like it. They don't they like it. They like called, that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. And they don't like it because it's called Obamacare. Well, you know, that's why they the fucking Republicans named it Obamacare. If you want to fucking kill a GOP policy, name it the Trump tax plan, right? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, like, like, I just, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, they make their fortune, right? They wanted... They knew Clinton was likely to be the nominee in 16. They knew that. After getting disrupted by Obama, there's no way the party's going to do it twice to her, right? She's right. in 60% approval, Secretary of State, 
killing the fucking job. It's two years after Benghazi. Okay. Right. And that's and, when and, they were and, like, and fuck it, we gotta that, figure it out. We're gonna, we're she, gonna. And she put that shit to bed. She put the Benghazi shit no to bed. No shit. And it doesn't even matter, right? Like they did eight, nine, ten, whatever select committees until they found that fucking email thing. Right. And now we like, you know, I mean, all I just, like, I, I could forgive the media less about like apparently sleeping on the lead context that in half of the Republican Party at the state level, at all of the federal levels, in the judicial system, in the DOJ, conspired to steal the election. And they were only thwarted by luck, basically, right? And, like, there's no conversation about that, but we fucking know everything about Clinton's private sit. I could tell you everything you want to know about that private server story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, and that's what they do. I mean, they're still bitching about Hillary Clinton on Fox News. They still bitch about a certain person's laptop. I mean, literally, the the former president's son is on a fucking cocaine bender, uh, uh, posting videos about how he's going to take over the world and how they're going to take over the world and shit. Hunter (laughs) Biden is nowhere to be found. Republicans are paying $2,000 to take a fucking picture with Booger Sugar Jr., right? No Democrat in the fucking country is lining up to meet Hunter Biden. Not fucking one of them. Not one of them. But they keep harping on it. They're obsessed with Dr. Yeah. Fauci. This is the shit that they do. And I'm and I think I'm saying it and you're saying it. This is the shit we can do. We don't have to use misinformation and fucking lies. It's really easy when it's right out in front of you. You have like you said, you have these fucking wackadoo criminals running the Republican Party. Why in the fuck can't we go? Hey, look at them. All the Republicans are just like them. If they got an R next to the name. That's who the fuck they are. That's what they want. Let's pin them up like the guy. What? What? Uh, make them own their own shit party, right? Make them own it. Make them well, fucking no own shit. It. I and mean, then when you fail to fucking do that, then you end up with a Beltway narrative of how, oh well, look at Yunkin. He won't let Trump come to Virginia, so therefore he's rejecting Trump. No, dude, he's got half the fucking guy's platform. He's giving lip service to election. You know, um, you know, his election conspiracy shit before the election even happens. So, like, basically prepping his loss, right? Right. So he's obviously not a Democrat, small D Democrat, because you don't fucking do that, right? <laughs> you believe in democracy, and then he gets into office, and what's the first thing he does? He goes full fucking Ron DeSantis, and all I wanted to do in Virginia six months out is like, look, this is what's going to be like what what the fall will look like. We've got the CRT thing coming down, da 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 da. da. Let's fucking hammer this theme that Youngkin, this is not change that you want. Republican change in 22, 21 in Virginia, 22 here, is not the change you, voter, it could be fill in the blank voter, is going are going to want because it is going to wreak havoc on your economics, on your health, on your kids' future, and whatever else is, you know, perfectly or especially pertinent to that voter, right? But you can't make it you can't just ignore this giant you know uh aspect of it and 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 pretend i hope it's just gonna go away well i really appreciate you coming we've had we've had about a 30 minute conversation i think i took more your 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 time than i had asked for so i appreciate you coming on you are welcome back every single week any any time that you want just just send me a message say hey i I got something i want to talk about and we'll get on here and we'll rant and rave and we can go after this, these folks. And maybe we can teach some people how to, how to frame up the messaging. Because 
literally, we are in a situation where Democrats are the only party that are going to deliver democracy in this country. Like you said, in Virginia, um, California, thank God that recall happened the way we needed it to. But 2022 is going to be important because Democrats are the only one that want to deliver democracy. Republicans want to destroy it. So we have to stay pissed. We have to go fucking vote. And the way that we get out the vote and pile up mountains and mountains of ballots on top of these son of a bitch and fascists is that we have to have strategic outrage and we have to stay in that mindset. So, Rachel, where where can everyone find you at um, on Twitter and, and Strike Pack? Tell, tell them real quick before we before we let you go. Where, where do yeah. they find you so they can start this process of learning what that strategic outrage is? Yeah, follow me on, on Twitter at Rachel Bittacoffer and um, um, go to Strike Pack. Check out our ads. Some of these ads are, all the ads are teaching ads, basically. I mean, they, they get deployed or they'll be deployed in ways to, but they're also designed to teach people, like, this is how the GOP does their messaging. They don't, they don't, they aren't looking at the voter file and saying, oh, there's a base mobilization pool and a persuasion pool, and we should argue about policy that's popular that poll tests well with that persuasion pool. Like, that's not how the GOP runs their messaging. They don't run their targeting the same way either in, at the end of the day, the deployment of, of, elect, of, of these electoral tactics. And we want, um, you know, people to learn about more about that. They can read my article in, the, in Salon about it, too, that kind of breaks down those ads and explains how they're performing that, that function of modernizing our messaging approach. Well, thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you joining us. Everyone, stay, stay with us. We will go to the shit list roundup right after this break. Thanks, Rachel. You sit your ass down. Sit the flip down. We're not finished. The Tony Michaels Podcast. We'll be right back. Trying to remember all the things you boycotted can really get you stressed. Because there's no good way to keep them from becoming a cluttered mess. Well, now there's Boycott Binder, the ingenious organizer that keeps track of everything and everyone you've ever boycotted. The 72-category filing system makes it easy to organize boycotted people, places, and things so you can find them with ease. The large centered area can even fit your boycott sign. But best of all, when you're done, the Boycott Binder folds right up so you can take it anywhere. So if you're tired of having a cluttered mess, Call now and get the Boycott Binder for just $29.99. Plus, you'll also receive our next rep as a bonus. Just loop it around your neck to travel with ease. But call right now and we'll double the offer. That's two Boycott Binders and two next reps for just $29.99. Boycott Binders brought to you by the same makers of Binders Full of Women. The Tony Michaels Podcast. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Watch live on YouTube, on Twitter, and Twitch. Download on Apple and Spotify. Now, here's Tony. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Tony Michaels Podcast. It is Wednesday. I need to change my commercial there. It still says Wednesday. I forgot to do that. Oopsie. Oopsie. Yeah, you fuck up every once in a while. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to go to the shit list roundup. There's a lot of stuff on the trendy trends and the tweets. How'd you guys like Rachel coming in today? Uh, we're trying to get her more and more on the show. Um, go follow Rachel at, at Rachel Bittacoffer on Twitter. It's R-A-C-H-E-L-B-I-T-E-C-O-F-E-R. Rachel Bite Coffer, if you want to spell it out like that. 
Um, you got to f- go follow her over there. Uh, like she said, watch the commercials. They're, they're, they're trying to teach you this strategic outrage thing. Um, and also go subscribe to the YouTube channel because the, the uh, interview that we did with Rachel, me and Gabe did with Rachel a couple weeks ago is over there uh, on its own, or you can watch the podcast with it on there. Just go to the YouTube page um, and you can find the Rachel Bittekoffer uh, interview. It's a really good interview. Um, she breaks down more of this strategic outrage. Um, everyone's saying she's awesome. We love her. Yes, um, Rachel is is fucking awesome. She does not give a fuck. Um, she definitely has the fuck em attitude. So we really like that here on the Tony Michaels podcast. Um, uh, let's see what do we what do we have today? Um, that's that's queued up for the tree Tweety tweets and trendy trends. Uh, Kid Rock is being compared to Willie Nelson. Holy fucking shit. Um, we've got Ma- Michael Rappaport. Nina Turner is running uh, again um, against uh, Sh- Chantel Brown. Or Sh- uh, I think it's Chantel Brown. Um, we have Jordan Peterson um, uh, uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast. And we have Colin Kaepernick is trending. I'm not real sure why, but uh, I could probably I could probably guess. So um, let's start the countdown and let's start the shitless roundup. back to the podcast and the shit list roundup uh we, we started shit list roundup right late because we had rachel bittekoffer on the show um it looks like we have someone joining us now oh hey gabe uh, oh, your, howdy. Your, your fans your fans are gonna be happy that you're here they were uh, they missed you yesterday they were sad you didn't yeah, come yeah. yesterday so i figured i, I would we... I, yeah i figured i would hop in for a few say hello you know oh, okay okay the... Right, right, is going on. Right, right, right. As I start the shit list roundup here, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Have you been on? Have you been on Twitter this morning yet? And uh, looking at the tweety tweets and the trendy trends, I've seen a few things. The, obviously, the biggest news that just came out in the last like fifteen minutes was yeah. What's uh, going on over there? Was uh, Supreme Court some changes happening going over there? We got retirement happening. Oh, really? Hopefully, yeah. Oh that's well, so I'm gonna have some shit to, to to run down the list here then. Oh, did you not know about this? I did not know about this till oh, just yeah. now. You are breaking news here on the Tony Michaels podcast. What what the hell? Okay, well let's let's do this. Let's go over here real quick to the uh, the Tweety tweets and the trendy trends. Yeah, it should be it's there right be, at the top. Let's see. Let's go, uh, Stephen Breyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds sounds like something's going on with Stephen Breyer. What what's going on here? Associated Press says breaking. Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring from the Supreme Court. The vacancy created by the liberal judge gives Biden the first high court pick of his presidency. So um, it looks like um, the news that you're reporting is is that Joe Biden, with a Democratic Senate, uh, thanks to Republicans for carving out the filibuster. For Supreme Court justices are going to be able to ram through any fucking justice that they want. Yeah, they fucking men. And I hope I hope they pick the youngest, most liberal motherfucker that they can find. I don't give a shit who it is. 
I don't give a fuck who it is. The most liberal, young. I mean, that way they can serve for like 60 years on that son of a... What is the age requirement? I don't even know. Do you know? Uh, I don't know if there is an age. Like a max or a min, you mean? Huh? Well, I uh, mean, like, I, no, no. Like, do you have to be a certain age? You, know, you have to be a certain age to run for president, run for right, this. Right, right, right. You got to be a certain uh, age. Look that see. shit up. Let's Google see. That shit. Age requirement. I mean, the obviously, does not specify qualification for justice such as age, education, profession, or native-born citizenship. Oh, so so a justice could essentially be, you know, like in their thirties or something. Maybe you should, yeah. maybe you should uh, campaign to be the uh, Supreme Court justice. Well, uh, you know, I would, but it says a justice does not have. Oh, it does not have to be a lawyer or a law school graduate. That's right. They have no. But I have to be trained in the law. So oh, I don't well, know. Exactly you know. Well, what's I mean, you you've been on, on the internet. You've been on the internet. Yeah, I have. So, I mean, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I know, fuck. Yeah, you're, I, you're basically I, an expert, right? I've been I mean, trained in internet law, so that's okay. Well. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so what's what's your opinion of? Uh, uh, obviously, this is probably good news for most Democrats out there that they're seeing that um, Justice Stephen Breyer is uh, because they do this to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They say, "Oh, she should have retired years ago in Obama, so he could pick." Um, right. And obviously, maybe maybe that's affecting uh, Stephen Breyer's decision here. Um, possibly, I don't know if that's the case or not, but. Now you got some fans here. Hi, Gabe. They're they're all right. they're all yeah. They're all uh yeah. I don't know. I, th- here's a uh, best case scenario. We're mm-hmm. able to just follow what Mitch McConnell did in the Republicans and just whoosh, jam it through. Sans uh, a COVID super spreader event. Uh, but if we, you know, worst case scenario is Mitch McConnell somehow finds a way to push this out past the midterms, and I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, well, so I, I think I think that's a, a good point, and it's probably the worry on, on most people's minds. But here's the great part about if Democrats grow a set of nuts here and do what they should do, which is, fuck you. You did it. You did it two weeks before the election. Right. Fuck when, you. When, right. When right before it was, right. oh, we can't do it because we're in the same year as right. an election for Obama. And he was like. Okay, fine. I mean, also how we got ourselves our current attorney general um, because he was unable to become Supreme Court justice because of people like fucking uh, Mitch McConnell and the rest of those. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, man, they, they, you know, they bitched last week about carving out the rule for voting rights for all Americans and and. Just after, and this is not just Manchin and Cinema. Every single Republican got up and harped on carving out the rules to make sure that Americans received the right to vote. But, but they carved out the Supreme Court rule so that way they could jam Amy Coney Barrett down our throat. I mean, Kathy Griffin even says your Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer just announced his retirement. Can we please get a female woman of color who is the same age as Amy Coney Barrett? Thanks. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I think I think I think we should get the. I think they sh- Biden should pick the pick that pisses them off the fucking most. Fuck them. I mean, yeah. at this point, at this point, it's it's worth sending the political message that hey, we're not toying around with this Supreme Court thing. When we get picks, we're picking. We are I picking. saw someone. I saw someone online that said Anita Hill should be the pick. Uh, which would be very be interesting. That would be very yeah, interesting. That, that would it? be a, a drama filled bench. Um, right. Right. But well, you know, 
Uh, if she's the best candidate. One, one of our favorite here, Hoodlum says, Mike Lindell. This is a quote. <laughs> President President Trump will appoint Cindy Powell to replace Stephen Bri Breyer by Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm sure. I, You know, what's funny about this quote, Hoodlum, is... This is something that could be real. Like this could, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like he's going to be president by September 89th and yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll take power. And, and I feel like Mike Lindell picks a, he picks a holiday on the calendar and then says, that is the day in which this big event's going to happen. And then, it, you know, it's like, right. It's he's like the worst Nost Nostradamus and right. like the worst <laughs> edit. Like, like most of them are like, trying to dumbass is what right. it is. <laughs> trying, to, trying to pick like dates that are far out. Right. They, right. Like they really try to give it like three or four years at least to really try to make sure to stoke these people into this into this frenzy but literally like before he can blow up the balloon the balloons running around the room in the fart you know the fart balloon right right it's like uh he'd be like oh you know it's gonna happen on february 29th and then completely forgets that it's leap year you know right 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 it's like shit uh, uh this fucking guy this fucking guy thank you hoodlum for your tweet yeah hey, hoodlum's always got the good ones doesn't yeah. he okay let's see what else we got here of course we got all the the news reports here uh, but we it looks it looks like it's confirmed that he's retiring mm -hmm. um so who who do you think who do you think could be i mean do you have someone on your list do you think oh i have no idea uh, you know who um, i would want you know who i would want who I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out a couple names here. What are you gonna say, Michelle Obama? No, oh, well, I mean that could be a name, but I, I I think I think her husband Barack Obama would make a great Supreme Court justice. Oh yeah, um, I think I think I think that would be. I mean, can you imagine? Can you oh, fucking imagine? Boy. Oh my God, Tucker Carlson's panties would set right on fucking fire. Oh I'm my sure, God! Yeah, and I'm it sure they'd be, so be like, oh, there's, "This never happened before. You can't do this." <laughs> right. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, it probably won't happen, but yeah, at the same the, time, there's no rule that says it can happen. Right. Right. The like, one, there's no the rule that says a president can't be vice president. You know, the the one that probably isn't a great pick, um, because you know, she, uh, because uh, she is older. But the one that would really, I mean, absolutely collapse, make them collapse, is if Hillary Clinton was the nominee. Oh, boy. I mean, oh my God, it would just be like, <laughs> oh, you know what, you know what, Joe, you know what Joe Biden should do. Here's what I think he should do, and maybe we should campaign for this, Gabe. Maybe we should put this out there in the Twitter sphere. I think the person that would be the absolute best nominee for Supreme Court justice is Hunter Biden's laptop. I actually mm. think that would probably be the actual pick that we need is Hunter Biden's laptop because you know Democrats love Hunter Biden's laptop. Like we're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely obsessed with it. I um, would love to see Hunter Biden's laptop on a Zoom call, you know, right? where it's like, hey, listen, I don't want to get COVID. But <laughs> then you see a computer back at. Do you, you think know. do you think Hunter Biden's laptop would be a dick like Gorsuch and not wear a mask to like the proceedings? Uh, is he that is, is Hunter Biden's laptop that much of an asshole? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, he's. I feel like the the laptop is like very ominous. Like we you right, know, we right. hear these things, but it hasn't been confirmed, right? So right, he's like right. this, just like this spectral being that's out there. <laughs> I, I love how we're pretending that Hunter Biden's <laughs> laptop is an actual person. No, there was a there was a point in the back of my head which is 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 kind of crazy because it would never happen. But right now, you look at um, you look at how obviously Republicans hate. Um, Harris for obvious reasons, right? You know, she's a woman or she's mm -hmm. a woman of color, right? See, Anita Hill. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, Robinson, be, Robin says Anita Hill here. It would be kind of crazy if 
if somehow they were like, all right, cool, we're going to like some shift happen mid. I'm, and of course it would be crazy. Like it would have to happen mid term, but if they were like, Oh, uh, Harris becomes, uh, SCOTUS. And then there's a new VP that comes in, um, which, you know, I don't know. I, that would be, it would be crazy. I don't think it would happen, but I could see both sides of the argument where it's like, Oh, she's younger. She's a woman of color. Uh, so, you know. so you're so you're 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 maybe maybe putting your hat in the ring for some sort of vice presidential. Um, I don't know. I think it's come up to the Supreme Court justice. I mean, like I feel like she would. I feel like she would be a good candidate potentially. I don't know. Uh, I mean, she's not obviously super like progressive uh, in that sense. So like it might you know she might toe the middle of the line if anything. Right. But um, you could have people on both sides like, oh, this is great. So we can actually get someone who is more progressive as a VP. Then some people would be like Republicans would say, oh, great. Yeah. Um, Clearly, it's a failed administration. So you have to, you know, take her out. But it's like, you know, I don't know if you're thinking long term. then it's like, what's the position you're trying to put them in? Right. Like you only you're only guaranteed another three years of this administration. Right. How do you make an impact for more than three years? Right. Well, um, one one way is to pick a Supreme Court justice that you're not going to kowtown to the whole. Oh, well, they're bipartisan and all that shit. Fuck that right. shit. We we played that game. We played that game with these fucks with Merrick Garland um, years ago, and they absolutely, you know, of course they were going to be hypocrites about this thing, but they absolutely, you know, discounted all that. So why, why should we go down that road again? So I think it would be a big mistake if the administration even considers someone who's a moderate or, or in in that, in that lane as such, fuck that shit, get the most liberal youngest. uh, And I I think you're right. A woman of color and Kathy's right too. um, Because I think, I think that's the way that the country goes because I actually think that's what our leadership looks like in the future. Uh, in the next generation is women right. of color. And it, and that's what really terrifies these fucking Tucker Carlson alpha cucks, right? Like right. they're fucking completely terrified that women of color will actually be governing them because they feel like, Oh my God, what if, what if they oppress us the way that we want to oppress them? That'll be horrible. Right. And, and, and you know, the, the secret is that bl- black people in this country you're just lucky they don't want revenge. They actually just want equality and equity. Right. They don't want revenge. The other, the other thing too is, is how, um, uh, like with any good team, right. You work on or any good leadership team, especially, you know, in corporate America, like the best, uh, the best kind of movements that are made or, or, or growth that is made within a company are done by those that are a representation of the people they serve, right. That they Mm -hmm. represent. And so if you've got a person of color, a, a, you know, a, a person who's younger, a person who's older, a person who's white, you know, like a, a wide range, right? You want an eclectic mix of people who are smart and talented, but also come from a wide range of experiences in, in, in life, uh, you know, in upbringings and in, in, uh, geopolitical status and all these different things. Because at the end of the day, if you have the same white old man on a bench or in a boardroom, they're going to make the same decision over and over again and not learn from there, as opposed to having a diverse collection of ideas and opinions and ways to approach a case in this instance where they would say, actually, 
this would be uh, so fucked up, right? Or this would be great if it was done or whatever, like whatever their actual kind of opinion or position is, um, you get the best ideas and the best outcome from a diverse that's why, I mean, like when you look at Democrats, it's like, well, why is this group so much better than Republicans? It's because they're not making the same mistake, whether intentionally or unintentionally, because they've got different people coming in. That's like, uh, no, that doesn't work anymore. Or, you right. know what, actually based on my life, based on my experience or based on the constituents that constituents that I represent, this is actually what needs to be said. Well, so, and you know, that that's a good point, because me and Rachel, um, uh, earlier in the show we were talking about democrats being this big tent and everyone thinks that that's like a downfall like no what the fuck are you talking about like that's the whole point is to build a huge coalition Mm -hmm. now is it challenging sometimes to get that coalition behind one message and one goal yeah but right now it should be really fucking easy like like we have no better time than these clowns because the way they're the way they're going to respond Justice Stephen Breyer stepping down. They are going to, uh, tonight on Fox News, they're going to be burning down the house. Oh, like, yeah. They are, they are f- going to be fucking terrified here because here's what Amy says. And this is why they're going to be terrified. Breaking Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring per NBC News, which will give uh, President Biden a critical opportunity to replace him with another liberal justice. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're going to be absolutely fucking terrified terrified the good news is is we're not into the election cycle quite yet like we haven't been through uh, any primaries yet um so if biden can make this pick and um which i'm sure he, because this isn't like um a death of a justice where you know you kind of have to step back and respect you know um and give give the justice that has died their peace right no, he's retiring. Uh, he's stepping did away. Did someone give th- that piece to? Exactly. Well, I mean, you think you would if you right. were a fucking decent human being, but they are not decent human beings here. I mean, right. we're not dealing. We're not dealing with with fucking people who have souls. I don't. Right. Think. I mean, if we look at uh, uh, if we look at during Obama's presidency, right? Like you had, I don't know, somewhat less than a year, right, before the election was done, and they're like, "Well, no, we can't make a big decision like that." when uh the presidency is up for you know the the election um is up uh, uh up that that's upcoming right like we can't make a big decision like that uh, you know and we have to let the people decide right mm-hmm. so they hold off they push it right and then it's an election a big fucking election 2020 and then we're like what a month out we're you know october and they're like okay yeah let's just like pump this bad boy through and it's like whoa whoa didn't you just say last the for the last president that literally had this happened to you guys said no we can't do this and now you want to do this well that's what they're going to say again right and it's like literally literally what they're going to say like by this afternoon they're going to be saying you can't do this during an election year like they're going and they're going to pound that drum because they have no fucking bones about winning and that's right. and that's honestly what the Democrats need to start doing. They need to start fucking having no bones about winning. Now we don't have to use misinformation and lies and all the bullshit. We don't have to do that. The truth is on our side. The, the majority of the American people want what Democrats, you know, big D and small D Democrats want. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want pro democracy. They want 
they want to get shit done on issues like healthcare and education right. and, and wages and, and housing. They want to do all those fucking things. They want to do all those things. But the only party that is willing to do it is the Democratic Party. They're the only ones that deliver. Republicans want to destroy everything. And you mm -hmm. will watch them absolutely act like this country is going to be destroyed if Joe Biden replaces a liberal justice with another liberal justice. Like, literally, right. that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a conservative justice here that's being replaced by a liberal justice. We're talking about keeping the vote the exact same. Right. Like, there is, there is no... The, the only good thing about this is that we're not going to have the Crypt Keeper as the Supreme Court justice, right? We can actually pick someone who's young, who's vibrant, who can go in, who can fight, and make mm -hmm. sure that they... they they had hold to the constitution and the American people, not this bullshit where they're bought and paid for by some fucking special interest group. And they get, they get their debt paid off to become a Supreme court justice. Still wondering who paid off uh, right. Kavanaugh's debt. Just saying, right. If anyone, if anyone has the answer, please come to us. Yeah. Right. Democrat can do this. Democrats can do this. Um, and they can do it well. And they can just ignore all the fucking noise about, oh, you're trying to destroy our country. Like we're replacing a liberal justice with a liberal justice. Right. Sit down and shut the fuck but up. But I can't wait to hear that later today. I mean, like it's probably already happening right now where the people are, the, you know, Fox News and all of them are going to say, you can't do this. And despite the fact that when you said we couldn't do it, then you came back in a in a much right. a right. fraction of the time before for an election and said, because here's the thing. It wasn't even like when Obama was president, it was like, oh, well, he's not up for re-election, right? Like it was it was uh, uh, it was for uh, right. Wasn't it 2000? It happened before. Right. When uh, hold on, let me just make sure. Who are you talking about? Because uh, it was his second term where he tried to put uh, Garland in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it, was, okay, okay. it was it was. Yeah, it was the yeah. it was it, uh, it was the year before. It was the 2016. Cycle, the cycle right? had not happened yet. Right. Right. Or was um, it 20? Was it the end of 2015 or, or right, was it the beginning right. of 2016? Right. Right. And, and, and the cycle had not happened yet. They right. had almost over a year mm -hmm. um, to seat a Supreme Court justice. Right. And the Republicans wouldn't even, and, and because they controlled the Senate, right. wouldn't even hold meetings with Merrick Garland. Right. You know, and, and, and Obama tried to pick Merrick Garland in a way to, you know, basically have, you know, kowtow to uh, the conservatives in that he's not really he wasn't a conservative justice he wasn't a liberal justice i mean you know frankly merrick garland um i i think he's more apolitical just because of his career yeah uh, that's been in front of him um but and maybe that'll show through as him as attorney general for department of justice maybe we'll be very happy that he wasn't um named the supreme court justice right. not that there couldn't be anyone else um, do the job of attorney general at this point. So but. I expect, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'll probably write some sketch about this, about just the basic, it's just going to be a conversation. It's going to be so fucking dumb where it's like, we want Supreme court. No, you can't have it. Right. Why can't we have it? Because an election year. Okay, fine. Whatever. Well, what about the last order? Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we want a Supreme court. Wait, you guys just said last year that we couldn't have it. Right. And then it's like, uh, you guys are, you guys you are witnessing Gabe, right? Write the video right here yeah. in front it's of like, you. You guys said the president. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. That's fake news. That it's literally what you guys said. Right. And it's like, like, like you Pryor, can already see this conversation. Yeah. You already like, see it's the gonna video. It's going to go back and forth. And they're like, justice like, prior, you know, you don't have to guess what the fuck these yeah. guys are going to say. And that's, that's the, that's the point that me and Rachel were trying to make in the last segment is that it, it, on this issue alone, 
like this issue alone, you don't have to fucking guess what they're going to say. We shouldn't have to guess what we're going to say. Like literally like, okay, yeah, we're going to replace a liberal justice who's retiring with another liberal justice who's younger. That's that's the thing. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to keep the vote the exact same in the Supreme Court. It's and I think the that's, the, that's the, you know, to what you just said is adding on to what Amy said here is like, it's not just a another liberal justice, right? Because then it's like, okay, whatever. It's a younger liberal right. justice. Because right now, right, you know, there are no term limits for Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court justice. There, there are uh, no restrictions as to how long they can serve unless something happens, right? Uh, or, or they uh, retire or resign. So I think that's the biggest, um, that's the biggest point right there, which is uh, a younger, a younger liberal justice because they're going in. I mean, I don't know how long is, or how old is Amy Comey Bear? Like 30 some the late thirties, early forties. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how old she is. I know. Uh, I know how old she wants to be. Like she wants to be in her fucking eighties, you know, like Jesus uh, Christ, Jesus Christ, yeah. lady. She is, uh, 49. Okay. So 49, she's, she's I almost 50. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having someone in the early forties. Yeah, that's uh, fine too. But yeah, that's I'm, the thing. I think yeah, for them, they're like, oh, we want to get someone in their lifetime, which is like, you know, you're looking at 49, you know, 30 more years, maybe of this person on the, on the bench potentially. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're trying to find someone that's going to be able to uh, put a stamp on uh, on court decisions that, you know, rule the land of America. Right. Like you want to put them in a position that that puts others uh, in a in a well. uh, A strong point. Right. Going forward, you don't want to have to, like, take away their rights, take away this and that. Like it's something that's that's going to be the biggest thing, which is. Um, you want that's I think that's what's gonna that's what's gonna upset them the most is the fact that it's a younger person that potentially a younger liberal. Yeah, I, I hope I hope it's I hope it's they're younger. I hope they're a woman. Um, I, I think that's what needs right. to happen. I think I think there's gonna be no one um in this country, especially if it's a woman of color, mm-hmm. um, that's gonna help protect people's rights. Um, um, not not just not, not just people of color, but all people's rights. Right. Um, because that's that's where it needs to swing down, because I think they understand the the ramifications when uh, not just a woman, but also a woman of color. Um, when when they start to take away your fucking liberties, how it affects a person, because um, people of color and women are the first ones they fucking start taking them away from. Uh, the prime example is Texas and Mississippi. Right. So you, you live out- have someone who has a voice to represent that population. Right. Right. Now you live out in LA. Um, I guess today is the second anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death and the uh, horrific yeah. uh, helicopter crash. Yeah. Um, it is trending because of that. Um, are they, are they having big things out there today or something? Uh, I, 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 I don't, um, I, I haven't know. read down this thread. Possibly. I know that whole situation. I'm mean, like, I was on set that day when that right? happened and everyone mm-hmm. just like stopped and it was like, well, you know what's going on? And they're like, Kobe it was Bryant. a very, it was a very strange thing. Yeah, like it, it was, was like early afternoon when it like dropped on Twitter, and I was like, "What is going?" You know, everyone's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And it was released that Kobe Bryant, you know, was on this helicopter, and then like more details came out, and it was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is crazy. And obviously, his wife, you know, is going through a whole lawsuit right now because photos were released um, by the county sheriff. I think it was like mm-hmm. they went out there, took photos, and then that got leaked. You, you mean you mean of the of the crash of the crash site? Yeah. So like no respect, just like money grab kind of situation. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she's, I mean, I, I so is that still ongoing then? Uh, I feel like that but, is, but you know, the, 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 the shocking thing that day and what it made it, I mean, obviously it's Kobe Bryant, but it made it so strange is the story of, of, uh, him and his daughter being in the helicopter and some other parents and they were flying to, I, I guess, basketball practice or something. And of course yeah. the conspiracy yeah. theories uh, immediately start to spin, um, almost fucking immediately. And, you know, fingers start to get pointed everywhere. Um, you know, especially when you have a person with such a name like Kobe Bryant and his family mm-hmm. trying to trying to with him and his daughter pass away in the helicopter right. crash, not just him. Yeah, yeah. And they're it's trying pretty, to put these it's, pieces it's, together. Uh, so there are two things is the trial is nearing. So it's coming up, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I've got a buddy who is, is a helicopter pilot um, mm-hmm. in, in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And this, before COVID we were able to meet up and we were talking about um, this like what had happened, right? Because I was like, I just like from from a just normal person, like I have a basic understanding of what happened. The fog was dense; it was you know difficult, whatever. And he was like, so it's called, uh, which you hear it in other other places too. It's called um, is is it's called a Swiss cheese theory, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. uh, or just Swiss cheese. Uh, but basically, it's like so like Swiss cheese, right? You've got holes, and once mm-hmm. you go through one hole, there's going to be another hole somewhere else, but that hole might be smaller. So you're trying to navigate through small pockets, right? And that's what happened in the fog. You know, as a pilot, you're making, you know, split second decisions. And so you're like, great, I'm going to navigate through here. But the fog was so dense where they were traveling or where they were flying. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try and fly. I'm making a decision. I'm going to try fly above it, but like, I'm not able to break through anything to see any sort of clearing, so you're making these decisions where you keep going through and it's like keeps getting more narrow and narrow and narrow up until the point at which like you have no idea where you are. Then there's also the sense of like, because I can only see white or like this gray, I can't see any sort of landmark or ground. I have no idea where I am outside of the, the readings that are there. And some people will lose a sense of themselves uh, at the right so they're just they're kind of lost in the situation right they're literally lost in the clouds right and so that's what happened whereas like you he was making decision and it was one decision then another decision, then another decision, and like these were uh making it more and more difficult to get out of the situation because he wasn't able to identify where he was at that at that point right like and then obviously it led to a crash um unfortunately but that's you know what they what when I was talking to him, he's like, "That's pretty much what happened." Which is like, they ha- you know, it's not uncommon for pilots to find themselves in the situation. It's just like how you get yourself out of it, right? Um, so, yeah, especially because like they left out of the like I don't live too far from the Burbank Airport, and I believe that's where they took off from, which is like twenty minutes from me. Mm-hmm. And then they're you know then basically what they're traveling is north northwest of the airport. And they're just trying to make it through dense clouds. And it was just like bad, bad, bad news. Of course, Merrick Garland is trending here as well. I don't I don't mean to skip no, no, over no. the so yeah. co, so the Kobe thing, um, two year anniversary. It sounds like his wife is finally gonna see her day in court over the pictures. Mm-hmm. But uh, Merrick Garland is trending, it looks like for a couple different things, but obviously the Supreme Court. Some people want <laughs> some people want Joe Biden to pick him again. I'm like, oh my god, people. Can we, can we just be- can we just stay one one fucking one list at a time. This is, you know, this is the shit that we do that gets us in trouble. I think Michelle Obama, I thought she was trending. Let me refresh here. She was, um, I saw. Yeah, I seen that too. Um, and I'm sure it's because of the, uh, maybe she moved up the list here. No, we go down. 
it did do there's a where was she michael rapapur <clears throat> are you running the show or am i no, I'm just <laughs> Mer- merrick <laughs> I garland oh uh, man yeah, i thought i saw yeah. it earlier no, I, I seen it i, seen I it. feel I like when it. there's any political position that is like up for grabs everyone's like michelle obama which is like i think you know she'd be great in the sense of like holding a position of influence and power and doing what's right for people you know um, it looks like people are, it, uh, how do you, how do you say her name? Um, I don't want to say it wrong, but I'm going to say it wrong. They're, uh, Brown Jackson here. Um, Is it Katanji? I, I don't know. Katanji. I think that's it. Katanji, um, Brown Jackson. Um, I, I don't know who this is. They, they must, obviously they sit on the federal, she sits on the federal bench, but some people are suggesting her. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a, a decent pick. Um, we got some here. Briar stepping down. Here are your names. Jackson uh, Kruger. So Jackson is in the D.C. court. Yeah. Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. Yep. Um, How long has she been? Ser- oh, I don't know. How long she's been serving, but. I, uh, I don't I don't know. She uh, um, Ellie here has has that she's on the D.C. court. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Leandra Kr- uh, Kruger, Kruger, which is on the California Supreme Court, which is uh, in your ne- neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. And then Michelle Childs, which is on the South Carolina District Court, which um, the first um, one would be a uh, federal court. The second one, I believe, is federal court. And then the third one is not exactly a federal court. So um, looks like uh, people are already naming yeah. some names out there. Now, rather I mean, Biden actually let's, picks. Yeah, exactly. I was going to. The other thing, too, is like, let's let's keep in mind that, like, when you go into an administration, you've got you have already have lists ready. Right. Like. You're like, in the event that this happens, this is who we want to go for, right? And those might change based on events that happen here and there, right? Uh, but for the most part, uh, they've got they've probably got a short list ready to go, you know? Well, here's um, here's uh, Joy Reid um, talking about this um, K- K- Katanji. Uh, I happen to know Katanji, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. Katanji. Uh, I knew her as Katanji Brown when we were in college. Uh, so I think she's wonderful. And she actually made it to the top three. It was, it was, it was her, Merrick Garland, and Sri Srivanissan. They were the like top three choices for the SCOTUS, and uh, President Obama chose Garland. So, so there, th- that that's oh. what Joy is reporting. So I don't, I don't know if. Um, you, you know, I, I I'd have to verify that, but I'm sure Joy is on top of that. That she would be uh, on the high list when Obama was picking Merrick Garland, uh, when the Republicans wouldn't even give him um, the the time of day to even get, give him a meeting. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, just for shits and giggles, Biden will put Ted Cruz on the list just to fuck with him. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be pretty funny. Maybe that's a good video. Is uh, Ted Cruz waiting? Waiting to see if he's on Biden. Right. Like he um, was on the list for Trump, right? He didn't make right. it, obviously, because right. he's like, "Oh, I don't want that job." Right. But I look at it, and I'm like, you know, does Biden come in and say, "Oh, well, you know, for the the good, like, I want to show you guys that I can I can do well for you," you know? Like, does he put Ted Cruz on the list and then he just like fucks him, right? And he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just fucking with that. I wasn't really serious." It looks like it looks like Brown here. Um... Someone's given us some information. Um, confirmed fifty-three to forty-four in two thousand twenty-one. She was a former DC district, um, but uh, she's fifty-one years old. So I, I, I don't have that confirmed. But someone's saying she's about fifty-one years old, which is about the exact same age as Amy. As Amy Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they're, they're, I mean, she looks she's, just, she's a few she years doesn't older. look 50. So I'll no, say that. No. Let's see what else Joy has to say here. So there are a lot of people who are disappointed. I will say I was one of them. Um, and then all of this drama played out with Merrick Garland being just completely sort of humiliated by Mitch McConnell and just not, they wouldn't even meet with him, wouldn't talk with him. Well, now look at karma. He's now attorney general. And that opens the door for Katanji Brown. Uh, she is the person most thought of as being next up for us go to see. Tell us about it. Um, so, so this is, this has obviously been a while back. And I think, I think um, Newsbusters put this, um, from March 30th. So let's see. Yeah. So I think, look, any of those three would have been a great jurist and Katanji would be a great Supreme Court justice. She is brilliant. She's got a deep soul. She's a great writer. She's collegial. She- All the things that Republicans hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, she's, she, she's thoughtful. She's a decent human being. Like she sees she's other human got beings. Empathy. She right, cares right, right. for the human condition. Right. She's read the constitution. Right. right. I, you know, all the things are like, fuck, this is ridiculous. Those are all the things we don't want. She would wear a mask in court. Right. You know, she wouldn't crazy. be a fuckhead. She wouldn't be an asshole and, right. and respect other people's fucking wishes uh, for a simple fucking mask to keep someone sick. She's not a bomb thrower. She's going to fit in incredibly well on this new court, the D.C. Circuit, our nation's second highest court. I also think there are other people, too, in that league. And so I don't think we should write them off. Like, yeah. you know, Leandra Kruger, who's a justice on the California Supreme Court, who's about the best lawyer I've ever worked with. Um, and, you know, so there's other people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think what the president did here is say, Here's a great person for our nation's second highest court. She should go up today. And then along with this other just rich, diverse, competent slate of nominees. I mean, this is just a really incredible day. So she's oh. been in office or she's been she's been a, a, a judge almost a year in that position, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So in, March in, the, in, the, in the D.C. in the D.C. circuit. Right. 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 So she's been a federal judge in the D.C. circuit for a, a little under a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's smart and she knows what she's doing and why not? Like, you know, anyone should be given an opportunity. I mean, look at the fucking people we have on the on the fucking bench right now. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the 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 three that were bought and paid for are. Right. Um, yeah, are we got are, one guy who likes beer. Another guy who, you know, well, he uh, cries in his beer. Right. Right. He cries in his, right, right, in his beer. We got another beer. guy who uh, let the company. What was the, the case with the driver who died in the snowstorm? Right. In the truck. And then that was Gorsuch, and uh, he, you know, uh, sided on the uh, on uh, for the company as opposed mm-hmm. to the 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 victim, which is the driver. Right. And then you've got you know the um, uh, under his eye, you know, fucking federalist. Uh, I, I want. Well, I mean, it's know, pretty Handmaid's easy. Tale. It's pretty easy. They're shit bags, right? right I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, not one ounce of empathy. You know, yeah. not not one ounce of of uh, American patriotism inside of yeah. any, any one of them. It's all about it's all about who they who who bought and paid for them in the first place. Um, breaking uh, Mueller, she wrote, says Justice Breyer uh, to retire, hoping POTUS nominates the first black woman to SCOTUS, uh, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson to replace him. So this is um, this is a movement that's starting to happen. I would imagine that she's going to start trending here on on Twitter soon. So get your tweets. Get mm-hmm. your tweets written if you want to be in the trendy trends and the tweety tweets, because I think um, if you have something to say about Miss Brown Jackson, 
you're you're gonna you're gonna trend here because she's gonna looks like she's gonna come out to the forefront because like Joy said, she was the second on the list for Barack Obama when he picked when he picked Merrick Garland. So right, um, very interesting. Uh, let's go back to the. Uh, there's something else. I think there was something else I wanted. Oh yes, oh yes, the Kid Rock thing. Um, I want to get your take on this. Did you see Kid Rock? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's trending anymore hard here because we've got a lot of shit going on. Was it had to do um, with this song? Well, Willie Nelson's still trending. Um, I actually, here's what I, here's what I tweeted earlier. Yeah, it has to do with this song. Uh, we have Willie Nelson on the side of equality. They have Kid Rock on the side of division. Enough said, right? You know, like, yeah. is that, is that, is that enough to tell you where we're at? Like, honestly, they're, they're like, yeah, Kid Rock. With his song of division, right? Like, and and Willie Nelson is down in Texas, um, strumming guitar with Beto O'Rourke, right? Right. Like, like literally trying to make sure I did that a, Texas what's funny, understands their blue. What's funny is, uh, I did a video when this summer when uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates were on their tour. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, there was a new development on the Matt Gates side. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, uh yeah, there's someone uh, actually pled guilty. They, yeah, exactly. So you know. It's closing on them. But I did a video on their America First tour, and it was like, Why damn, am I as myself as, credit. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> you I'm narcissist. So to, I'm, so used, narcissist. I'm, so, I'm so used to it. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead with the kid rock. Yeah, yeah. So they were on uh they're on their like America First tour, and the video premise is they are bartenders, you know, and they're like making drinks, right? And it's all the different shit that these people would drink. And you know, the special guest at the end, you know, is Kid Rock. And so, you know, he comes out saying Did you dress up as Kid Rock. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. We got to get Kid Rock back in the videos. Then I got. Yeah. See we, you know, I, yeah, he was he came. Maybe, in, you, know, maybe got, you can work him into the, the Supreme Court video, the Supreme Court video. You know, oh, he's going to be a nominee, you think? Well, I mean, you know, maybe he <laughs> thinks he's gonna, he's supposed to run for Senate or some shit. Isn't he like in Michigan oh, or some fucking stupid ass shit? Like he's yeah. going to run or something like Here's okay. Thing, so, I didn't even know. I didn't even know where he's like. That I totally forgot where Kid Rock is from, right? Uh-huh. To to know that he would even run in Michigan, like I just thought he lived in the South somewhere. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, the, the Michigan is the uh, the armpit of the Midwest. I'm yeah. just kidding, Michigan. There are some good people. I know. I'm people just kidding. I'm just kidding. Good, you you, know? you do have Kid Rock though. You do have Kid Rock. Yeah. Um, Texas has Willie Nelson and Beto here though. That Eugene said since Willie Nelson is trending, trending. I'm thinking this is a good time to post Willie Nelson and Beto jamming legends um yeah. let's let's take a listen here all right thank you Beto. you can see willie here on the stage thank you let's do let's do this you know what's great about this what's great about this is here here's these these libtards that are for equality and justice and all that good Which shit. Is such a crazy radical thing to be right, for, you know? Right. And here they are, Willie Nelson with a guitar, Beto with a guitar, standing yeah. in front of a big ass fucking American flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. bitch. How do you like that shit? Take that fucking flag back. Willie ain't scared to stand in front of the flag. He ain't scared. We need to take that shit back from these motherfuckers. I love it. This is for Merle. Okay, I'm gonna get too down into the the uh, the Willie rabbit hole. So thanks, <laughs> thanks Eugene for 
for giving us um, the video there. Did I give him credit? I was giving myself credit. I should, there yeah, you just keep giving yourself credit. Oh, God, fuck. I'm just, damn, I'm just, I'm just, just pushing just... the fucking buttons over here. Calm oh, down. Man. Calm down. All right. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I get, you know, I get on the shit list roundup as if yeah, the whole know, time you're just making a, th- a, 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 a thread of your own credit right. to yourself. Well, I, I, I do go down my timeline sometimes, you know, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I start sometimes, but yeah. you know, I, I, I show my own tweets or my fucking tweets. I, my yeah, fucking I, know, show. I know, you know, you know how many times your tweets show up on this thing? You know, you get, Zero. The tra- yeah, come on. Big, you get, you big get into egg. the trendy trends a lot, a lot, a lot. You're in the trendy trends. Okay. Let's, um, so we'll go over, let's, let's stop the kid rock will and Nelson stuff. Cause we all know who wins that battle. That's not mm-hmm. even a fucking contest here. Um, the other thing, the other thing that was trending earlier uh, was Colin Kaepernick. Oh, this Jordan Peterson thing. Uh, Jordan Peterson went on uh, the Joe Rogan show. Let me see if I can uh, again. Wasn't he on there before? I guess I don't fucking know. Any any from Canon or some shit? I don't know. What I what don't know. what, what I... is this? What is this shit? I I'm not. Let me let me find the. Let me fucking let's search it here, because I don't know um where it's at. Let's see. Well, let's just go over here. Jordan Peterson thread. Um, oh, the first thing that pops up is 50 says, remember when Jordan Peterson's flawed logic was tied in a knot by Jim Jeffries? Oh, this should be good. Let's see what uh, let's see what this is about. Making people bake a cake for a gay wedding. Making them do it? Yeah. I don't think that's a very good idea. But here's the argument. So should they be able to deny making a cake for a black couple if they don't like black people? Allowed to? Probably. That doesn't mean it's right. Okay, so then we have the civil rights movement yep. where they said black people, we had to serve them in your restaurants and yep. stuff like that. And it did work and it did make our society better. But would yep. you argue that that still wasn't right? No, that was right. Why, why is that <laughs> now if you didn't want to make a cake for black, black people? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not different. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong about that. Make <laughs> I can't even figure it out. Okay, so this is this is Jordan Peterson. Uh, I I think you have to jump off here. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But I will say Jim Jeffries is you know always spot on. Whether it's about you know gun laws in Australia or tying him up in the logic here, uh, you know. Why? Well, I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, he does a fantastic job yeah. of breaking it down to the simple, right? Right. They they always want to make these issues complicated. That way, they can use the complication to their advantage mm-hmm. um, for the really ridiculous argument that they right. have. Um, so, but, all right, well, I'm going to watch more of this and uh, we'll catch you later, Gabe. Everybody say bye to Gabe. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us, Gabe. We'll, we'll see you. Well, maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Right. I think yeah, we yeah, will. Yeah. We yeah, have yeah. an interview. Is that interview going to be ready? You think uh, maybe? Yeah, I, I believe okay. so. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right. right. I, maybe I'll announce that. All right. Thanks, Gabe. We'll right, talk to you ya. soon. Yeah. Bye. All right. So let's, let's go down. Um, Hassan here says Jordan Peterson went on Rogan looking like an oil baron. <laughs> to do 30 minutes of some of the most insane oil lobbyist propaganda I've ever seen. So apparently um, he goes on uh, to to talk about climate change, it sounds like, and to climate change deny, I guess. Uh, What do we got here? Let's see. Um, MJ says, now I love Gabe Moore. That gun control bit is amazeballs. Yeah, and Jim Jeffries, the the gun, I think that's what you're talking about, MJ, is fantastic. But here, here's a clip. Bad Stats has a clip here from the show. Uh, let's see one's we a can... weird one. So, 
Let's see if we can see what the hell these morons are talking about. Hard to sort out. The climate change one is a weird one. So that well, one that's because there's no such thing as climate, right? Climate and everything are the same word. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. It's not even going to be worth it. This these this fucking asshole. Not not not. See, that's this is what the shit they do. Right. This is how they do it. This is how they do it. This is what me and Rachel were talking about in the front the front part of the show in the first hour, in the first half hour, first half 40 minutes. Is that these motherfuckers, they, they go down so far down the fucking rabbit hole that here he is, here he is saying, <laughs> here he is saying that climate doesn't even exist. Like not only not only is he challenging that climate change, like he doesn't have a good fucking argument for that, probably. So the best thing he can do is just dispute that even climate exists. As long as climate doesn't exist, you can't have the changing of it, right? That's how fucking crazy these people get wrapped up in these harebrained fucking ideas. Um, uh, Bad Stat says, holy moly, I don't think I could do this. First words out of Peterson's mouth and Joe Rogan interview are complete self-parody. I can't even dunk on it. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't read that, but until now but i feel the same exact way like oh my god you fucking boneheads climate doesn't exist it's not a word and it's not a thing it just isn't because i don't want it to be because if it is then i have to confront it and that would be horrible if we have to actually confront ideas we're 34 minutes into the second hour have you guys liked the show so far today it's been it's there's been a lot happening here on the tony michaels podcast we had rachel bitcoffer in the first hour, um, we doing the shit list roundup here in the second hour. We had Gabe come on. This is this is uh, this is shaping up to be a good day. Okay, let's see what else do we have in the trendy trends and the tweet tweets. I had some other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, let's see what they were um, before we move too far forward. I want to make sure we don't hit miss any subjects. Um, with Colin, K- oh Nina Turner, that's the other one. And Manka Rappaport was also was also trending earlier. Now, let's see if he's still on. Yeah, he's still on the list. Number 11 here, Michael Rappaport. Um, apparently, um, Michael was in uh, here. Here's the tweet. Uh, he was in he was in like a Rite Aid or CVS or Walgreens or some shit. And this guy's walking out and um, he just says, what did I just witness? Dude went straight shopping. Um, it, obviously, uh, he's accusing him of uh, stealing stuff. And um Here's the video. And everyone's really fucking upset with this. Every, uh, like everyone's upset. Of course, you see, you see, um, he's pointing out this guy here. That's walking out with uh, the stuff that Michael's supposedly saying he walked out with. But you see, right, right there, right. <laughs> what does that say? That's a security guard, right? So um, goes around. Yo. Yo. Yo, I just watched this fucking dude. Look at this fucking guy. Walk in the fucking right aid, take a whole this fucking guy right here, take a whole bunch of shit. Look at him. So, so everyone's really upset at Michael Rappaport for this video. Like they're they're pissed off. Um, 
<laughs> the right, the left. I, I don't know. I, I, but, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if the guy was shoplifting, the security guard would have done something about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Michael Rappaport likes to take a lot of fucking videos of a lot of fucking shit. Of course, he's got like a half million views here. You know, I, I know, I don't know. That's why this is why he's trending. And then the right's like, oh, you vote, you vote for Democrats. This is what happens. What? 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 You vote for Democrats and someone shoplifts? What the fuck are you talking about? As if no one was shoplifting when when people vote for Republicans. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get out of here with that shit. There's always people going to have economic strife in this country. And people with economic strife, a lot of times, shoplift. Sometimes they're, they're just straight criminals. But sometimes, to eat, they got to shoplift. I mean, there are those situations. So, you know, I, I, guess, I guess thanks, Michael Rappaport, for your tweet. I don't know. Oh, I already, I already thanked him for it. Um, but that that's the tweet and and the takes are uh, you know few far between it's it's really it's it I don't I don't know I don't know I didn't understand why why it was so important that he trend for that video like there's uh, so many more videos that Michael could fucking uh, trend for in fucking Twitter there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of news this morning before Justice Breyer retired there just wasn't there just wasn't um okay uh, what was the other thing we wanted to talk about here Oh, Nina Turner. Is she still trending? Or did she fall off the list? Um, of course, all, all the Supreme Court justice stuff is trending now. So the Senate Judiciary Committee, which that's where the Supreme Court justice uh, will receive their, their, their hearing to move to the floor for a vote. Um, you've got, um, yeah, oh, the Gat story. That's right, MJ. Thank you. Um, MJ says Gats. I call him Gats, not Gates. It's Gats. It's Matt gets and the reason why is because it's not fucking spelled gates it's not spelled gates so i don't say it like that fuck them and the way i see it is i'm hoping that motherfucker you know if he hears any of this shit and he hears me saying his name wrong intentionally and he hates it that's why that's why i do it fuck him yeah i want to say his name wrong intentionally let's see here um what was what was the name of the person it's like ellicott isn't it ellicott or ellicott or some shit like that the 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 guy that pled guilty um to um let's see let's just search it i think it's ellicott e l l i c o t t i think so it was spelled mm-hmm. yeah joe ellicott let's search it that way that's what we need joe ellicott red uh, Mueller, she wrote has it here breaking joe ellicott who just pled guilty and the Matt Gatz sex trafficking scandal was also charged with dealing Adderall using Venmo. <laughs> oh, fucking Venmo keeps popping up in this goddamn story, doesn't it? Matt Gatz and Venmo. Venmo Gatz. Uh, quick looky at his Venmo contacts. <clears throat> I'll be talking uh, to Robert uh, J. Denault on, on the next daily bean pod um so joe's friends so this looks like a a screenshot from um joe ella i think it's ellicott is it ellicott am i saying that shit right am i saying that shit right joe ellicott um it looks like he matt gatz is a, a buddy of his on venmo i wonder i wonder if he was dealing adderall on venmo what uh what kind of purchases what kind of trading of money there was 
Hmm, I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder what. Let's see. What else have we got here? Um, and 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 he's a he's a radio show host. Did you guys know this? Here's a picture of this guy. Uh, breaking radio host Joe Ellicott has pled guilty to fraud and uh, drug charges in federal court. Um, Ellicott is thought to have insider information about sex trafficking and scandal involvement. Matt Getz. Now the story that I read. Okay. Cause you got to remember uh, Joel Greenberg was also a radio host. Did you guys know that Joel Greenberg was a radio host? He, he was like a shock jock kind of thing. And then, and then he wasn't, you know, he, he kind of, kind of floundered at that. So, so he went and ran for the, the public tax commissioner or whatever the tax collector, whatever the fuck he was. Um, so, so uh, I think that's how he knows this Joe Ellicott character um, and how they were Venmoing each other for Adderall. Um, but this Joe Ellicott has not been charged with indictment by a, uh, by a grand jury. Okay. So the grand jury didn't issue an indictment to Joe Ellicott, right? Just like the grand jury has not issued an indictment to um, uh, Matt Gatz's ex-girlfriend who is supposed to, um, receive immunity for her role in in testifying before the grand jury, right? So there is a grand jury convened in this Joel Greenberg sex trafficking case, and they're continuing the ongoing investigation. Now, Joe Ellicott was not indicted out of that out of that grand jury. That's significant. That means that Joe Ellicott knew he had a legal li- criminal liability here. And between him and his attorneys, they were able to proffer and probably work out a deal with the federal prosecutors to plead guilty in exchange for information and to testify in front of the grand jury. Not not be the subject of it, but to go testify in front of it with evidence, receipts. Um, This is very bad, I would say, um, not only to shore up the cases that are made in the plea deals against um, not only uh, Joe Greenberg, but this uh, Joe Ellicott, but also, also, which would speak to the immunity of Matt Gatz's ex-girlfriend, why they wanted immunity um, in the obstruction of justice charge. So th- because Joe Ellicott has not been indicted by this, by a grand jury, I think that's significant. I think it's significant. Maybe it's not, but I think it is um, in the story here uh, because the girlfriend also hasn't been. So uh, here is... Um, Greg Fox posted this. Who's Greg Fox? It looks like a news reporter uh, with uh, WESH2 News. Um, that might be in, uh, I guess that's in Florida, maybe. Uh, breaking news update below is the photo provided the source close to the case of Joseph Big Joe, is what they call him, Ellicott. Um, he was a groomsman at the former Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg's wedding. Ellicott has agreed to cooperate fully in the justice. So not only is this guy a radio host with, with Joel Greenberg, the guy was in his fucking wedding. <laughs> I guess you don't get much closer when you're Venmo and Matt Gatz to sell some Adderall and uh, during, during Joel Greenberg's wedding. I don't know. I'm just snowballing here. I don't know what actually happened. Fuck. I don't know. We're going to find out though. Don't you think? Don't you think we're going to find out? I know Matt Gatz is going to find out. He fucked around. He's going to fucking find out. Um, so that's, that's uh, let's see if we can find. 
yeah, Greenberg was a sem- seminal, uh, uh, MJ says, the seminal county tax collector. But before he got elected a tax collector, that guy was a was a radio host, just like this Joe Ellicott. I think that, is that how you say the name, Joe Ellicott? I don't know. Fuck. Maybe I should say it the way I want to say it, just like I say Matt Gantz. Uh, let's see. See if there's any other really good news here. Um, other than he pled guilty in court. And it seems like this is very, very, very fucking bad for Matt Gatz. Like a horrible situation. Because the other thing, the other thing significant about him not being charged or indicted by a grand jury and pleading to charges outside of being indicted by the grand jury, when he goes in front of a federal magistrate, a federal judge, uh, when he receives sentencing and they do his guidelines, his federal guidelines to be sentenced, um, he, he's, he's likely to receive points for that. This guy's probably looking to do uh, probation. He's looking not to go to a federal prison. Um, that's why he didn't wait around for a fucking feder- federal grand jury to indict his ass. His attorneys are like, nope, you need to go in. You need to sing. So it seems like um, this last year where we've been wondering, why hasn't Matt Gatz been charged with a crime? It seems like the federal prosecutors are building their case and they're building their case through immunity deals and plea deals. So um, I don't know how soon it will come. But I would say Matt Gatch reaches the 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 find out phase of the fuck around saga, the Go- Joe Greenberg fuck around saga soon enough. OK, uh, let's see. What else do we have? We are 50, 45 minutes in the hour. We got about 15 minutes left. Um, also, Nina Turner. That's the other story I wanted to get to. Let's see if she's still trending. Um, you guys know that uh, Nina Turner, uh, Nina Turner uh, announced her run again. In, uh, in Michigan, um, let me just, just search her up here. Um, I want the the full story. There's her tweets. Uh, of course, um, she's going to be running against Chantel Brown. Chris Chris says here, Bernie Sanders surrogate Nina Turner has announced she's running for Congress again mounting a primary challenge to incumbent Chantel Brown in Ohio 11. Uh, will you be supporting her? Um, so whether you are or not, I mean, this is this is Nina Turner's right to run a primary against uh, Chantel Brown. But at the same time, this is, this is really a waste of a lot of people's money, okay? Um, this is the shit that Democrats do that Republicans don't do. Um, it, they don't do it. They don't do it. They're not going to run someone who's going to raise a shit ton of money to try to and lose. Chantel Brown is likely to keep her seat in Ohio's 11. Right. I'm, I, I, you know, regardless of what you believe about Nina Turney or, or, or Chantel Brown, regardless of what you believe about him, Chantel Brown is likely to keep that seat. Uh, she's likely to win that primary race. The, the, the only thing that's going to happen is that Nina Turner has it takes donations from a lot of what you would assume would be Bernie Sanders supporters, but that's not exactly true, right? So it, the the point is is that if Nina Turner gets in this race and raises a bunch of money, now Chantel Brown and the DCCC have to raise money and maybe mount a campaign against Nina Turner here. Now, all the money that could be used for for Nina Turner to fight out Chantel Brown in Ohio's eleventh could be used in other races, a lot of other races, like the Ohio Senate race, where Tim Ryan is going to run. Um, It could possibly be used there. 
in that federal race for Senate, where we can pick up an actual seat in the Senate, where, um, you know, if Nina Turner really wanted Democrats to have the majority in the Senate, she wanted to have Democrats in, in Ohio representing Ohio. You know, she would definitely, definitely throw her hat in the ring and make sure that not only that they won the 11th, but they won the state as well. Now, she may believe that she's the one, and she has that right. She has a right to run. No one can stop her from running in this primary. All I'm saying out there that if you're going to throw your support behind Nina Turner, realize realize the ramifications of what your support means. Now, you may be you may be diametrically opposed to Brown and and fully full throatedly support Turner, but there's other races in Ohio that are at stake here as well, and the turnout is going to be important. Now, maybe Nina Turner's uh, little uh, her primary here is to try to get turnout, but the turnout that we need is not just in the primaries; it's in the general election. That's where we're going to bur- bury these fascists underneath boats. So. Uh, really, really think hard, really think hard about some of these races where Democrats are coming in and trying to raise national money to get rid of incumbent Democrats. Right. In states where we want to win the United States Senate seat as well. And I'm not saying that because Nina Turner would win the primary that Tim Tim Ryan would lose. What I'm saying is all the money that is going to be spent for Nina Turner and Chantel Brown to find out the uh, Ohio's 11th in a primary could well be spent to make sure that whoever the nominee is wins Ohio's 11th. And we can also put a United States Senator in the Senate in Ohio, which is one, one more fuck you to cinema and mansion. You want to tell cinema and mansion to go fuck themselves. Get Tim Ryan to win in Ohio. That's what the fuck you do. You you want you want to be, give the big middle fucking finger in the Senate to Mansion and Cinema? Put a fucking Democrat in the Senate in Ohio. That's willing. That's willing to go as far to vote with Democrats on shit like voting rights. Yeah, I'm sure Tim Ryan would vote for voting rights for crying out loud. He would also probably vote for Build Back Better, the Big Bird Bill, as I call it here. Because Tim Ryan pushes for American working families in Ohio. So if you want, if you think you want a Democrat like Tim Ryan to win, and you want a Democrat to be in Ohio's 11th, you should really think about what is the ramifications of making sure that money goes into the Ohio's 11th race and how much money you're willing to spend in the primary, just in the primary of the Ohio 11 before you pick who you're supporting. This is what Democrats always fail to fucking recognize. And you can call me, oh, you're moderate and you're, you're against Bernie. I'm not against Bernie or Nina Turner at all. Nina Turner Dan, done, done did loss to Chantel Brown. Done lost. Done spent the money, done lost. So we're going to spend the money again as a party. You're going to give your money. To a, to a race that's going to have a Democrat in the first place when you could give you could give your money to the general election in Ohio's 11th or give your money to the Senate race in Ohio to make sure Ohio is a Democratic Senate seat? Come on. We got to get real. We got to get with this shit. We got to put our fucking boxing gloves on and we got to stop fucking putting hot coals all over each other. Fuck this shit. So when you're considering, because you're, you're welcome to support either one either. 
right? You, you can support Nina Turner if you want. No one's going to stop you. No one's going to stop you. No one can stop you. But just understand the ramifications when you back a candidate that you may you may really like and the other candidate you may not like. Just understand the ramifications when when shit doesn't go your way in your state or in that state or in those state races because the money was spent for them Democrats to fight it out and to box each other in the face. Not 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 too smart to not really consider this before you throw your support. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So good luck to Nina Turner there in her announcement. And I wish her the best of luck. And I hope that she understands um, what she's uh, doing. And that I hope that she's trying to pull Democrats over the line. Um, but knowing Nina Turner, I, I, I'm I not so sure of it. Um, I'm not so sure. So uh, uh, let's go back and see what else we have. Oh, the no labels was trending. Let's see. Oh, Chris, Chris, I'm so glad you're keeping us, keeping us in check here. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you stay in hate watch. Isn't everyone glad in the chat that Chris stays in hate watches the whole time. I'm so happy that Chris is here. I really am. Make sure you comment a couple times on this video, Chris, that way you can push the algorithm. That way more people can see it on the ass end of the show, you know, on YouTube. Cause we got viewers on Twitch and, and Twitter. We get thousands of views every single day over on Twitter. I mean, if you uh, if you go look at the video feed, you'd know that. All right, let's uh, let's see what else do we got trending in the trendy trends and the tweety tweets. I like Chris. Yeah, and MJ says we love Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for all the work that you do inside the chat and in the comments and bo- boosting the algorithm. We really do appreciate you being here. Actually, you know what you should do, Chris, is go invite some more of your hate watching friends. We'd really like to have them here. We'd really like to have them in the comments. It would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. Okay, let's see. What else do we get? Uh, Of course, uh, Kagan is trending. Uh, Black woman is trending um, because everyone is um, chomping at the bit with this Supreme Court uh, retirement announcement of Breyer. Um, I don't know how fast the president will actually announce this. It'll probably come sometime next week, I would imagine. The administration is going to give time. Uh, Someone said the president spoke. I don't know. Maybe we can go find that. Let's see if um, let's see if C-SPAN has that. The president speaking on this issue. Oh, this is uh, Joe Biden speaking in 1994 in a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing where he was the chair. He says today the Senate Judiciary Committee welcomes Judge, Judge Stephen Breyer, the president's nominee to be associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, so they have history here. Let's uh, let's watch a bit of this. Judge and Mrs. Breyer, welcome. We're delighted to have you here. The first issue when we get to questions, we'll be resolving what state you're really from. <laughs> but I, uh, you are uh, indeed privileged this morning to have four of our distinguished colleagues anxious to be associated with your nomination and uh, one in particular uh, um, maybe is uh, considerably responsible for your nomination. (laughs) So there's Joe Biden giving his thoughts all the way back in 1994 when Justice Breyer was actually nominated. So seeing that these two have history, I would imagine um, that there's going to be some sort of period here where Joe Biden takes time to make his pick. 
I'm sure they have a short list of who they want and who they wanted if Breyer was going to retire. Um, this looks like from C-SPAN 21 minutes ago. Um, and it looks like uh, President Biden, every justice has the right and opportunity to decide, announce it on their own. There's been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he's going to make. I'll be happy to talk about it later. Let, let's listen to the president here. Was this today? I'm, I'm not sure. It looks like it was posted a couple 20 minutes ago. There has been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he's going to make, and I'll be happy to talk about it later. Thank you. Okay, so that, so they are. It lo- does look like they're going to uh, discuss this later. Um, so um, again, more more news from the from the Supreme Court pick. Uh, we are fifty six minutes into the second hour. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, some people are saying he said they will be gathering very soon. Okay. Uh, oh, hey, Andrea, how are you? Hi. Uh, trying to come in more. Yeah, that's cool. Come, come join us every single weekday, noon Eastern, 11 central right here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. So we got the new time. So we're not, we're not actually going to have the podcast this afternoon because we had it this morning. Right now you guys witnessed it just here. You were just with the podcast and we did the shit list roundup. You know, and 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 we're going to do that every single weekday, noon Eastern, eleven Central. Today we had Rachel Bitkoffer for for those who were a little late coming in. So you're going to want to go rewatch the first part of the podcast with Rachel Bitkoffer. Um, she came in, she gave us some insight. I'm going to try to have her on like every single week. That's what I'm going to try to do. Do you guys want to hear from Rachel every single week? Um, she gets me fired up when she's talking about uh, election and messaging and and the strategic outrage that we need to have to stay pissed and go fucking vote because Democrats are the only ones that are going to deliver any of these policies that anyone wants out in this country because Republicans are hell-bent on destroying everything, destroying our democracy. I mean, they want to destroy our democracy. And we're, 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 we're arguing with each other what, what the actual minimum wage number is going to be. Right. Uh, MJ says, yes, more Rachel. Uh, OK, well, we're going to bring Rachel in more and more if, if we can, if she'll if she'll come on the show. Uh, we're super excited to have her in. But don't forget, don't forget to go over to the YouTube channel. And if you're here already, go ahead and uh, click the subscribe button, like, share, all that kind of shit. Whatever, whatever you're supposed to do, you know, click the thing and, you know, I am whatever, whatever the hell I'm supposed to say to get you to do that. Uh, Yoda says, Weekly Rachel, fuck yeah, hell yeah! I think we we'll try to get Rachel in every week. I'm gonna try to get Michael Popak in tomorrow. Maybe we'll get his um his his stance on this Supreme Court justice thing, and uh, what he thinks of some of the nominees are that are being or some of the names that are being brought up as nominees. Uh, what he thinks of them because I know he probably knows some of these uh, district judges, um, especially the 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 um um some of these judges that are on the list. I'm forgetting the names, but there's a couple uh, DC justices that are on the list. So you really, I really want you to interview politics, girl. I would, I would welcome Lee on the show. I, I've talked to Lee. She's a very busy, busy lady when she's doing her videos and her podcast. Now, um, you love Popak, yeah, we all love Popak here. So hopefully, we can get Popak on tomorrow to give give his uh, his opinion. 
of the Supreme Court pick here um, and, and the, the opening that is for another liberal justice. Again, it's, we're just going to replace a liberal justice with a liberal justice. The vote's not going to change. Uh, the significance of this is is really the age of the justice as opposed to being uh, older. They can be younger, like Amy, about the same age as Amy Coney Barrett, possibly. Some of these nominees seem to have that age. So don't forget um, this afternoon. We don't have a podcast this afternoon. It's right here. Every weekday, noon Eastern, 11 Central now. We change the time. We change the time. So go go tomorrow. Um, make sure you're here on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch to watch the Tony Michaels podcast and help us with the shit list roundup. And really, until tomorrow, surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.